Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Incomparable, number 651, February 2023. Welcome back, everybody, to The Incomparable. I am your host, Jason Snell, and in this episode, we're going to be talking for no reason other than I wanted to do it, and we've had it on our list for quite a while, actually, to talk about a, a Disney live-action film starring Kurt Russell, but it's not Escape from Witch Mountain <laughs> or Herbie the Love Bug or I don't know. He was in a lot of Disney Peter movies Ward in the 70s. Shoes. Peter uh, Ward's Shoes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, it's 2005's Sky High, a movie about uh, superheroes and teenage superheroes and, and high school drama. Uh, it's it's charming. It's adorable. It's a movie that we've liked a lot, and we thought we would talk about it. And it's on Disney Plus, so you can go see it for yourself. Uh, interesting document of the time, by the way, two thousand five. But we'll get to that. Let me introduce the people, my fellow uh, classmates. I will let you decide if they are a hero or a sidekick. Uh, Glenn Fleischman, hello. My superpower is ruining podcasts. Take that, <laughs> villain. Seamus <laughs> 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 is here. Hello. Uh, hi, my power hasn't manifested yet. Oh, sidekick. <laughs> Gene McDonald is here. Hello. Hello. Uh, my superpower is uh, guinea pig wrangling. I think technically that makes you a sidekick, but uh, it's <laughs> uh-huh. okay. There's still a lot of guinea pigs. Guinea pigs to, to the rescue in this movie. You had to be here for this episode because <laughs> guinea pigs are a, a key mm-hmm. plot point in this episode. A guinea Mm. guinea pig human guinea pig anyway uh, erica ensign also here hello hello my superpower is podcast scheduling across continents <laughs> hero a time, a time lord perhaps <laughs> and dr drang is here hello hello i don't know my superpower but i know the dunking must end <laughs> i don't i don't know what to uh, snowman <laughs> Everybody can decide what that means. It sounds like a superhero, Snowman. Um, the Sky High, you know, I, I think I only had seen it once, but I have very fond memories of it. And I was very happy to revisit it. And it was a lot of fun. But one of the things that struck me about it, and I just kept thinking about it the whole time, was that this is a movie from 2005, right? And the uh, first uh, Marvel, you know, successful Marvel superhero movie, Iron Man in 2008. So not that there weren't superheroes, Dark Knight, and and before that, the, like other Batman movies and Superman movies, but like not, we, we, the world was on a precipice of superhero concepts being everywhere. And I, when, in rewatching this movie, I was struck by how charmingly kind of innocent it was about superheroes where they're like, oh, superheroes, we're going to do some comic book pages and have the font in a comic book font. And it's going to be the tone of the superhero stuff's going to be kind of like, I don't know, 60s Batman. Uh, and, and I thought, wow, if they made this movie 10 years later. 
it would be a compl- I think a completely different tone because what superheroes sort of mean have changed in the last 15 20 years but but back in sky not, high not days high it, was, school movies. it was a more innocent mm. time mm, that's fair too i don't know what did you all think about this from the perspective of of 2023 I don't remember the first time that I actually saw it. I don't think it was right when it came out. I think it was shortly after that. But I loved it the first time I saw it. And I've seen it multiple times since then. I think I just I will always watch a movie with Kurt Russell in it because he always seems like he's having a good time. But I feel like this movie, he seems like he is having just like the best time because it's I mean, I was I like the superhero stuff just fine. That's great. But I was there for the the high school stuff. I mean, give me. A, a romantic high school movie that's about a bunch of misfits that need to band together to overcome mm-hmm. the cool kids and I am 100% on board and I guess I'm like 135% on board when you add in some superhero stuff so I just I just loved it and just rewatched it whenever I got a chance because it was just so gosh darn delightful that is the way that I describe this movie oh, it's, and I, it's a Wisconsin I'm, it's a Wisconsin superhero movie <laughs> it is <laughs> It's very Disney. It's very high school. And it's very, I don't know, shiny. Like it's got this shiny patina, which I enjoy. So sheen about it. Yeah. I loved it when uh, I saw it in the theater. It was really just a a fluke. Like my friend and I were like, oh, let's go see that. We were shopping and at the mall. And I had no idea what I was getting into. And I just thought, oh, my God, that's like close to the perfect movie. It could have been a Cheech Um, and Chong movie for all you knew, but it's not. So when I came back, (laughs) when I have watched it many times since then, in fact, when you announced we were going to do this, I thought this is one podcast. If you say, let's do it right now, I would say yes, because I've seen it enough uh, to to Mm. to do so. But uh, I do surprise people sometimes when, you know, it gets into like, what's your favorite movie or what's the most important movie to you? And I'll say some Vim Vendors thing and then I'll say, or, you know, there's Sky High. And they're like, mm. what? <laughs> I'm like, no, seriously, watch Sky High. You should watch Sky High if you haven't. Gene, I love that you said it was a perfect movie because uh, Twinsies, in my head, I was like, I would call this a perfect movie in my kind of formulation of that. And I didn't see it in the theaters. I think I might've gotten it on video or or DVD rather uh, Mm -hmm. like in the last days, the dying days of video stores before digital streaming and, and downloads became a real thing, I think maybe. And I, I was looking for something pleasant and I was like, Oh, this looks like a great cast and just, absolutely adored it and i had that reaction it's like it, a perfect movie doesn't have to be like the greatest movie of all time but it like it has a completeness to it it's you you end the film and you're so satisfied you're like this did everything <laughs> it was supposed to do in a clever way that made me happy or you know it could be a really searing film i've seen some really you know difficult movies that are that way and this is like the polar opposite it's like an incredibly uh, like sort of upbeat film but i i thought the tone is somewhere between you know, like a, um, uh, like a Kurt Russell movie of the old days and like a modern <laughs> film. So at times I was like, wait, is this, was this supposed to be shown in like Disney afternoon? And then you're like, no, then it kind of morphs back into a film, but I don't feel that that makes me like the film any less. I kind of like it more that they managed to put in uh, a lot of genuine moments and then kind of after school, especially moments, but like the high quality kind and then have like really good tight, but brief and well-constructed action scenes. And I I don't know, I think I've watched it. This might be my fifth time I watched it last night just to refresh my memory. (laughs) And I I tell everyone, like, what film should I watch that's fun? 
you know, and that's not new or whatever. And I'm like, go watch Sky High because you'll just love it. You'll leave it and you'll watch it. You'll want to watch it again. And it's just a joy. Yeah, it, it's just, it's an utterly charming movie. Yes. And uh, I saw it with my sons who would have been five and eight, I think, at the time. And uh, did not see it with my daughter who would have been 16. She would have been the <laughs> a right age to see it, but of course not with her dad. Right. Um, and, but, and I really, and this is the first time I've seen it since then when I, when I watched it yesterday. And, uh, I really didn't remember any of the plot points or, I mean, I was sort of reminding my, you know, reminded of them as they, as they went along. Right. Me too. But, uh, I just, I just remembered the feeling I had go, coming out of the movie saying, this is really, this is just a fun movie and there's nothing especially clever about it. It's just very well executed for what it is, and it and you come out, and while you're watching it, it's just oh, this is happy, this is fun. Yeah, it's that mashup too of the the superhero, and it is the. I mean, it's not all lightness, but there's a lot of of broad, uh, over the top kind of lightness. That's why I keep kept thinking about um, in the time before Marvel movies ruled the earth. Um, basically like, and maybe, and maybe the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, like everybody's idea of what superheroes were, was Adam West Batman was that level mm. of kind of broadness, I think. And there's a real vein of it here. And I, I, you know, what bothers me is that as somebody who loved, you know, superhero comics and, and the superhero genre in general, um, it's way more than just that. Although, unfortunately, the pendulum then swung the other way, which is like, no, there's no fun. <laughs> it's like, oh no, 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 that's not it either. Don't do that. But I, I was struck that the, the 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 tone here is sort of like, let's take this broad uh, arch uh, superhero stuff, and then underneath it, we're going to put a teen drama. Right? It's a it's a, a it, you know. CW kind of teen drama and uh, the teen drama that stuff. More, almost more ABC family. Yeah, like. that's true yeah. too. But it yeah, feels, but fun, strangely, it, it feels more real than the superhero stuff, which I just, th I thought that was really interesting that, that that's the way that it's chosen is like the superhero stuff. And that's sort of the point of the movie, I guess, on one level is like, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Superheroes. But who are these people? And who's this kid and how are they all trying to interact and, and, and make friends and all of that? Cause that's, what's really important. Um, you know, until the supervillains strike, that's, what's really important anyway. Yeah. Well, not having seen ABC after school specials, cause I'm too old to, uh, to have seen those. Um, my first, my thought as back in 2005 was this is a John Hughes movie. Oh um, yeah. And, and of Certainly. course the soundtrack fits in with that. And, uh, you know, the, the delicate redhead uh, here, we have, a, we have a Molly Ringwald character. That's your elevator pitch, right? I, it's I like just, the Breakfast Club on yeah, a floating high school for superheroes. Exactly. No, that's so exactly point what out, it is. This show, so one of the interesting things about this show, of course, when you talk about redheads is um, I'm, I'm Twitter buddies with Bob Schooley, who is one of the writers of this film. I did not know he wrote this film. I was, I'm a huge Kim Possible fan. Uh, redhead with extraordinary powers, right? Of course. Uh, and so he was writing, apparently writing this film uh, a few years before, uh, it, you know, so like in 2002, 2003, from what I can tell with online or uh, online notes about it. And um, it's got some elements that I really like about Kim Possible 
uh, in it. And I think I was watching it for the third time when I was watching the credits and I was like, Bob Schooley. And I messaged Bob and was like, Bob, I had no idea. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, well, that was a great film for its time. <laughs> and he, you know, he, he, in fact, you will be not, not be surprised that the Disney plus app, when you complete sky high suggests as the things you should watch next, <laughs> Kim possible and big hero six, both of yes. which, uh, oh. he was involved oh. with so yeah, the, the TV series of big hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's, yep. but it's got that same sensibility. Kim, Kim possible. I was rewatching some of it, you know, it's got parts that are age, uh, uh, just kind of, you know, they're meant for a different audience or whatever, different, uh, age group. And some are meant for more like the Bullwinkle and Rocky crowd. But, but this has that same quality. It's like, it's good nature. There are some consequences. The consequences really, uh, pay out, but I will point out he's got a real thing or he and his writing partners about, uh, uh sidekicks, right. And Kim possible. <laughs> there's the, the sidekick who makes it good by the end. And this, it's like, Oh, like there's a sidekick subplot that becomes extremely, like comes the main plot practically, uh, intersects with it. I'd really love to see more movies go back to this, like not, here, not here. that Marvel should or something like that, mm-hmm. although maybe I would watch. But like, it's just like in 2023, I'm tired of heavy, dark, overwhelming plots in superhero movies. And I'd really love to see like a, a city high or sky high uh Two something, us, yeah, like just something. <laughs> Not even. Dis, d- d- I was thinking Disney Plus series, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that like, be great? Even now, watch the still, crap out of that. It's mm-hmm. think about. I mean, it could be the kids of and and Jason. I just thought we have. to, I mean, I know we haven't started the film yet, but I thought this to me had a lot of real genius energy to it. And watching it, I was sure. like, oh, I know why Jason. I know why I like it because I loved Real Genius. I kind of know why Jason. And, and just this, as Real Genius ends with everybody <laughs> lo- wants to rule the world, uh, this movie starts with everybody wants right. to rule the world cover 20, version because every song in this movie is, I would say, sort of inexplicably, although Dr. Drang hit on it, it's 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 because they're trying to set a John Hughes feel. It's exactly. it, it's it's ni- it's 2005 covers of 80s hits. Every single one of these is an 80s hit Oh, it's a cover, isn't it? Yeah. They're all covers Mm -hmm. um, by some by notable modern artists, some by cast members, uh, but they're all, uh, it's all in there. And that's the soundtrack is online. You can get on on Spotify and Apple Music and go listen. And and it's all these kind of fun covers of of, uh, classic uh, 80s stuff. But yeah, it it is, Mm -hmm. um, it is a tone. I was thinking Ms. Marvel was mm. a little like it again, more serious, not as arch or anything, but still the idea of that. Obviously, you know, I loved Buffy. Um, and, and so that I, I, the teen, you know, superhero and also allegory thing <laughs> is great and is strong. Um, but in terms of the like modern superhero uh, concept, I, I think they're going to do a squirrel girl something. And I, you know, that, oh, that's kind, lo- of, kind of a fun to tone too, but Ryan North squirrel, Ryan North squirrel girl series is the closest thing to this, although it's much more, uh, you know, parody and, and, um, and silly, but it's great. And I would just, the, the rate, I would also recommend the podcast of squirrel girl is fantastic. They did a scripted podcast and it's the closest thing to this that I think I've found. Yeah. The, it's got elements of the tick as well in here, but again, not quite as ridiculous and played. I mean, the superhero stuff is ridiculous, but you're meant to take the family dynamic and the and the and the teen drama a little more seriously than something that's just an out and out kind of parody. 
Yeah, this is definitely not a parody. Exactly. So if you're looking yeah, for yeah, a parody, do yep, not like yep. this is not what you should go in expecting. This is this is a movie I think that knows exactly what it is and exactly what it's doing. It's yeah. taking elements from those two different things. The, you know the the high school uh, the high school movie looking back at high school movies of a previous age, just mm-hmm. like Dr. Drang said, and also you know the the superhero thing and everything. I think is just note perfect. Everybody is playing it straight on except with just a titch more like it's yeah. not over the top but it's like they go to the top and like dangle their toes yeah. off the top just a little bit <laughs> yeah. and i feel like there are a couple of scenes where kurt russell just like he doesn't actually look at the camera but he might as well as well almost right. because like he knows what he's doing and he's having so much fun doing it and oh, i think man. the soundtrack is just yeah. <laughs> the twinkle yes. in his eye is looking at the camera just the twinkle exactly. in his eye yeah. <laughs> exactly and i think that the soundtrack is is the same thing because yeah. i was watching it with my spouse steven and he was like oh my god really are they all covers? And I was like, yes, of yes. course they're Every all covers. One. That is exactly what this movie is is doing. It's got all of these classic songs. He was just annoyed because he wanted to hear the original songs. I'm like, get over huh. yourself. They're We're available. watching this movie and it's really good. <laughs> Here's another title for this episode would be, uh, since, since I always do that part, I'm sorry, is uh, Super Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> sure. Sure. There's, there's, yeah. there's those guys. Yeah, it <laughs> totally is a different vibe, but that's uh, okay, Glenn. All right, let's take a brief break, and I want to tell you about a sponsor. This episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. You've heard me talk before about how important it is to have a VPN for lots of reasons, including protecting your online privacy. Choosing a VPN you trust is just as important. There are tons out there. There is a reason that we have ExpressVPN as a sponsor. They don't log your activity online. Lots of VPNs may make money by selling your data to advertisers. ExpressVPN doesn't do this. They even developed a technology called Trusted Server that makes their VPN servers incapable of storing any data at all. Number two, speed. ExpressVPN now uses Lightway, a new VPN protocol they engineered to make user speeds faster than ever. Sometimes VPNs can slow your connection, but ExpressVPN is always blazing fast and users stream videos in HD quality with zero buffering. The last thing that really sets ExpressVPN apart how easy it is to use. You don't need any technical skills to get set up. You fire up the app, tap one button to connect. That's it. That's literally what I do on my iPad is tap ExpressVPN, tap the big red button. Boom. That's it. You're online in a different country, in the same country with encryption. Nobody can see your traffic, not even your ISP. It's great. Two taps. That's it. And CNET, The Verge, Business Insider, and many other tech journals rate ExpressVPN the number one VPN in the world. So protect yourself with a VPN that, yeah, I use it. Go to expressvpn.com slash Snell today and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash Snell. Visit expressvpn.com slash Snell to learn more. Thank you to ExpressVPN for supporting The Incomparable. We can talk about about some of the details, um, and I'll I'll give it a quick spin through. Um, since when, as Glenn was describing it, I was basically loading the projector, and now it's ready to go. Um, I'm here for the AV, AV club, I guess. Um, but it is. I, I think we have been talking now about what I think is the most interesting thing about this movie, which is which is the tone and the the genre kind of smushing that's happening here, and the idea that they're taking the the things we know about superheroes. And then using them to tell a story that is things we know about teen movies. And the delight is in that they, right? It's like kids going off to high school for the first time. He's he's really nervous about it. That's how the movie starts. Except 
and he's got a he's got a friend who clearly has a crush on him and he doesn't get it but you know when the bus comes to pick them up of course what happens is the bus uh goes off an on-ramp and flies up into the into the air because sky high is on a the name is not just a clever joke it is it is on a floating platform above the clouds and it's that kind of movie right where it's like oh i understand what this is oh and then there's this other weird thing that happens and then when they get there you know they're the 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 cliques come out but they're assigned by a by a mean gym teacher played by bruce campbell so in this entire movie Junior, oh uh, Bruce, Bruce Campbell, and and not just a little bit, but like all of him. Yeah, at- yep, all of Bruce <laughs> Campbell. Yeah. I kept forgetting too. Is every time new people came on, like Cloris Leachman appears, you know, not long after this, and you're like, oh my, of course, Cloris Leachman. Course. In. Like yeah. it's just mm-hmm. and Linda great, Carter is the principal. Oh, man. Linda Carter, I remember, <laughs> oh, I remember when I when I saw it the first time, and Linda Carter came out. Ah, I yes, screamed, I screamed course. this time. I'd forgotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had forgotten too. And she has yeah. a line that looks like it was maybe maybe actually looped in. Where, it was she 100% never, she, ADR. Yeah, she's yeah. walking out of the room and they say, I'm not Wonder Woman, she says. But it's like, okay, that, they looped that in in order to get the joke yeah. in there. But like, it, it, so you get those, it, it, it keeps going back and forth. And I do think that's the most interesting thing about it is like Bruce Campbell assigns them all hero or sidekick, which uh, again, in, the, in a great bit of hang, lantern hanging, um, uh, Layla who is our main character, Will's, uh, Will's friend. And she's got a crush on him and that'll all be, you know, what'll happen anyway, (laughs) that'll happen later. But, um, she, she says, I just don't believe in this whole dichotomy. It's really unfair. And it's like, thank you for hanging a lantern on how silly this is that because with based on limited information, we're going to make you a hero or a sidekick, but it does allow for the, the not only separation of the school into different social strata, which is important, but also you get to have the whole, like, the horrors of gym class happen <laughs> thanks to Bruce Campbell and, and uh, who's, who's, you know, there will be no whiner babies, a, cl- a key moment. Oh my gosh. And then they're not sidekicks, but they're hero support, which hero is support. just like, yep, you try to make yourself feel good any way you can. I want to give this film credit too for uh, introducing tons of exposition in one of the most delightful ways. Rewatching it, I'd kind of forgotten that they'd, they hadn't um, like preloaded. They do the little, they do the voiceover narrative with our hero, right? The film centered around, he's kind of reading comic book you know uh label style what's going on right you learn about his parents powers that's it you learn about his problem his friend shows up and instead of making a big deal about her powers she just waves at some house plants we're like oh okay this is right. poison ivy jr so far mm-hmm. and um and then as it develops right the bus the the fact the the ron <laughs> the bus driver the fact that the bus driver later becomes important is such yes. a beautiful bit but yeah. i gotta <laughs> say he, he's this movie's argyle uh diehard fans know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. when he t- Tears every time I see the film, I think my loudest laugh is when he tears the patch off his hat and his sleeve. It's just beautiful. Because he's a big he's a big fan. I should I should mention so yes, Kurt Russell and Kelly Preston are the parents here, the commander in Jetstream, uh, Steve and Josie Stronghold, and their son is Will Stronghold, and he is our he is our main character. He has he is he he is so afraid of letting down his parents that he has allowed his dad to believe that he's gotten superpowers because the children of superheroes generally get superpowers, <laughs> but he hasn't gotten any powers yet, and he's terrified, and that's the fear that goes that strikes him when he goes off uh, to high school on the first day of school with his friend 
uh, who uh, Daniel Panabaker, who uh, fans of superhero stuff will recognize as uh, Killer Frost, Caitlin Snow from The Flash. Uh, oh, so she was a poison superhero <laughs> for Danielle Panabaker. Um, and also, I just want to point out that that Kurt Russell and Pel- Kelly Preston, when it is time for them to change into their superhero outfits, they literally use bat poles. <laughs> like it is the yeah. Batman. Yep. And she hikes up her hikes skirt up her just skirt. a little bit to be able to do it. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> thank you for the realism. Because uh, <laughs> and they fight a they fight a robot, and he takes a trophy that is a, pl- a plot point later, because uh, it's the eye of the robot is spying on them down in their in their uh, secret sanctum. I kind of like his superpower. I know it's strength, but it's like in the movie, the presentation of superpower. Um, I'm not sure if this was a special effects decision or whatever, but that it's like tessellation. It's like mm-hmm. you hit something if you're really strong, and boards fly up, or rocks, or stones, or paving, whatever. And they kind of go up in the air a little bit and then they settle back down. Probably a little really ripple. Pleasing yeah. effect. She flies him up and then throws him at the robot. And that's the that's their <laughs> that's their system. Well, and <laughs> it then sense. it's echoed later on in um Save the Citizen when right. um <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, when, when Will hits the floor. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yes, exactly. So um let's see, what's it in this first segment? Um we meet some bullies. Yeah, uh, we, we have a, an actual swirly happening. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. the bullies and, <laughs> they, and they literally close somebody into a lo- in, a, in a locker. It's just like the, all of the high school beats are are, are there. here with a superhero spin because it's the fast guy mm-hmm. and the uh, the stretchy guy, and they are the, Is the bullies. Stretchy guy- Dressed as Beetlejuice, I kept thinking, like, is this a Beetlejuice homage? Beetlejuice is not the only person ever to dress in stripes. Yeah. stripes. He's, so he's also kind of, you know, a referee or Waldo or I don't <laughs> I know. know. He's it's lots funny. of he's lots of things. But they're they're uh, so we get we meet them and we also meet Gwen, who is the you know the what is it True by Spandau Ballet cover of True by Spandau Ballet <laughs> plays every time every time uh, it's it's very much like Wayne's World and Dreamweaver, right? It's like this yes. is the Will is like dazzled by this senior girl who wants to talk to him and it's, she's beautiful also very funny um it's it's uh mary elizabeth winstead yes. so another person with other superhero themed things in her filmography um, see but- i watched this no not remembering where i knew any of these people from except for kurt russell <laughs> like everybody else was like oh they they're familiar but i'm now you're telling me well, where i know them from and i'm like what she, she's a little su- more surprising because she doesn't she she's she's real young in this and and so it's it's a it w- i was a little more surprised by her appearance here and i i, I, had, I had a moment of like who is this who is this before i kind of got that it was Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I had to keep the IMDb page open because I was like, that yeah, person's so familiar. It's like, who is, is Warren Peace or whatever? And I'm like, uh, Warren. Uh, yeah, he, I, I, yeah, I was like, what, what, yes, where bad do I know boy, him from? So bad boy, bad boy who's a child of a superhero and a supervillain, and his dad is the supervillain who's been sent away by Will's kids or Will's da- dad. So um, so he's going to hate Will and hate everything about him. And also he's got long hair and he's grumpy and he's obviously the bad kid. And that's Warren Peace. What Judd a name. Yeah. And it's Stephen Strait. <laughs> Is Holden it. from the Expanse? What? <gasps> what? Oh my God! Okay, man. Yep. If anything is going to get me to watch the Expanse, I guess that's it. <laughs> he's really too. good in it too. He's, he's, really he's so cute in this yeah. movie. I mean, oh, you fall right for him. It's the he's Judd like the, uh, Nelson role, right, Doctor? I was going to say yeah. the Prince Prince <laughs> yep, Zuko exactly. of uh, Sky High. Uh, yeah. So we meet all of these characters because this is our this is our our uh, our group that we're going to. 
uh, find out about. But but Bruce Campbell sorts them into hero support, they, which is also referred to as sidekicks, but also referred to as hero support or the loser track. Uh, and since <laughs> Will has no powers, Will is going to be a, a sidekick, which is going to cause trouble with his uh, his parents. Um, and the uh, there's a there's a funny line in when they go to, at lunch to the cafeteria that uh, the sidekicks stop ordering hero sandwiches, which I just thought was <laughs> just, a, <laughs> just a funny line. Um, the use of the soundtrack, by the way, not only is it 80s uh, music covers, but especially in this segment where they're like um, meet, you're, we're meeting people. It's not quite an 80s montage, but it's a little like that. It, it's very much like a teen, like a CW kind of show or, or any kind of teen show from this period uh, Buffy was like this too where there's the sort of like aggressive use of the soundtrack where music mm-hmm. plays for like 10 seconds and then they they turn down the volume it's like well why did you do that and the answer is look uh we want teenagers to watch this so we're playing music here <laughs> I just I just it made it very teen drama to me I was like okay I see what you're doing with the soundtrack I get it did we already hit the uh, Dave Foley because they go no, to class no. in the morning, right? So have we hit that yet or <laughs> no? No, let's, let's, there's, there's, this movie's got kids in the hall in it too. Not only are there literally kids in a hall, but the two, two kids in the two hall in the are hall. in <laughs> this. Dave Foley is, is all American boy. Oh my God. You can God. call him Mr. <laughs> boy. He is in charge of hero support. And I mean, when I tell you that Dave Foley is a middle-aged washed up uh, superhero <laughs> sidekick, you pretty much got what Dave Foley is bringing to this movie. His, his physical he humor. It. He does. Yeah. His physical humor was so fantastic. I, I actually had forgotten this film. I, I remember the film so fondly and then I keep discovering all these little things that I forgot because I don't have a photographic memory. And just like he's running down the hallway and he slides to the bench and <laughs> smashes like, oh, come on. It's great. Yeah. It's it's good. He does that. He does the Foley thing, right? So he's 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 sort of sad, <laughs> and, and you know it's all of the Dave Foley things that you expect. Uh, and then Kevin McDonald is uh, Mr. Medulla, who has got a a, a a a an elongated head forehead, and <laughs> is, the, brain in there. is the mad science teacher. Are they uh, reprising his <laughs> role from it? Invader yes. Zip? <laughs> I was going to say Invaders. he's like the leader from the Incredible Hulk, but not Green. Or, uh, Invader Zim, Zim, right? Wasn't Kevin, uh, Kevin, Mc, uh, he did, uh, he oh. and, I wasn't Dave Foley. It was somebody else did the voices for that, but that was from a few years before. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So kids in the hall references, Mr. Medulla. Yes. Teaches mad science class. Um, and, and he's I love got the a, fact he, that it's, that it's mad science class. And it's like, it seems just around the edges that they are, it's, it's, yeah, it's superheroes, uh, heroes and, and sidekicks, but they're also training people and not necessarily training them not to be villains because right. it's right. mad scientist <laughs> class and they have no problem with war and peace, like throwing fire around. Yes, he gets yeah. detention, but well, they're not they, kicking him out. They don't separate the heroes. Like and, Hogwarts. They don't separate <laughs> it into uh, heroes yeah, yeah. And, and villains and sidekicks, right? It's heroes and sidekicks. And I think there's this implication that some some heroes go bad. Maybe some yep. sidekicks go bad too. I don't know. <laughs> the Save the Citizen game, it's like, who do you want to play, heroes or villains? Like, what do you think? I mean, it's good. It's implied, or it's not even implied, it's explicit, but it's within the structure of the game, so they let them get away with it. Right. But, but it is funny, the amorality of what they're doing in the school, obviously. Also, there's a bunch of stuff in the, it's a little bit later, but when we finally see the mad science class with Mr. Medulla, 
um there the 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 class is about rays he's like we're gonna talk about rays shrink rays freeze rays and then he's going and checking everybody's in-class projects and he has this line that again made me laugh so much where he's like oh you've confused rays with beams (laughs) it made me think of like rules lawyering and dungeons Uh and dragons like that's right is this a cone effect or or is this a rod or a wand oh my god you've confused rays with beams this is a beam you built with this, with this no we're doing beams we're doing rays now come on an excellent bit in the that gets kind of repeated in this classroom scene is at the beginning what I, I like the callbacks in this and i like the seeds they plant but the one is when one of the kids does something you know jerky to a you know he he gooses a girl and so instead of it being presented you know it wasn't it's like hey don't do that she they she literally freezes him and his friend and then they remain frozen for i don't remember how many weeks into the school year it's supposed to be yeah. they're still frozen they're still on frozen. the lawn <laughs> like all right there's your punishment jerks uh and this there's also in this early part of the movie uh will does break the news to his parents that he his friends all are sidekicks and they're like oh it's so good of you Ooh. to bring sidekicks and he's like no i'm a sidekick too and That's- uh that's one of my favorite scenes yeah. in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and because- and his dad keeps breaking. He's got phone. He's gonna phone the he's gonna phone the school and he breaks the phone and he goes slides out a drawer and there's many other phones in there. I'm like, all right. Such good a job. great sight gag. But my favorite part is actually before that because you know, there's the there's they're having a little study group. Again, high school movie. Love it. Yep. And uh and the dad's like, Oh, you know, those powers that your that your friends just told me about, they they sound like they're a lot of sidekicks. He's like, Yes, they are sidekicks. Oh, son, what a good thing for for you to do being mm-hmm. a hero hanging out with sidekicks yeah. i wouldn't have had the guts and it's just like the, the the number of times that he has to tell his dad over and over again it's like that also hits the t- high school movie yeah. button perfectly again and it's just it's so delightful and it's also kurt russell just being hilarious in his <laughs> you know willful ignorance <laughs> Yeah, because he's let he's feels Will feels like he's letting his dad down, but it's also the like, no, dad, I'm not living your life. I'm not following your path, and I'm not a popular, successful kid in high school like you obviously were. And that's mm-hmm. a difficult thing for everybody to to kind of uh, process. All I ever wanted for him was to save the world. <laughs> Yeah. And like his consolation prize later is like, oh, he can still go into real estate. And that's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, the kid do what he wants to do, yeah. you know? Like- Exactly. Come on, man. It's Kurt Russell. I mean, the character is presented as as trying to be a good father, though. Too is like that's the backbone of oh, yeah. of a, of these kind of high school movies. Too is that you might have. I mean, you can have bad parents, but then there's also the good ones who are well meaning. And just that bit where he's like, "Well, you're going to get punished. Let me take you down to the lair." And he's like, "He's like, okay, tell your mom that I took your Xbox away. What Xbox? This Xbox. It's awesome." <laughs> you know? You're like, "Oh, come on, that's, that's great." That 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 dynamic I really liked. Um, that's when when after his power after Will's powers manifest, and so he reveals that he. He actually does have powers after all and and but he got in a fight right and so they're angry with him and it's dumb because the fight was totally not his fault but it, you know anyway so it's like i'll take care of this dear I'll, I'll take care of this and they go down to the secret sanctum and he and he and he says i'm not gonna punish you i'm so excited right and it's like <laughs> I, I love that dynamic where like it's it's that classic almost like uh, family sitcom dynamic where the the mom like because Kelly Preston's got the more thankless job here of having to yeah. try and be a parent while Kurt Russell is not. <laughs> I think they were trying to make him out to be a little bit dopey. There's a few references in it, but they didn't stress that angle. He's not just you know he's supposed to be the brawny guy who can't sort stuff out, but it's only yeah. made, made in passing, so they don't you know believe it. He's just it. A, a, a dude. He's just a guy, he's a guy yeah. and he doesn't he's understand got the his kid. He's great at real estate, and he's got a kind heart, but he's maybe not the you know the brightest of bulbs, no. which is fine because he doesn't need to be 
Yeah. Here's one of the weirdest things about this film to me, though. 18 years old, or you know, probably made a couple of years, let's say 20 years old, and before the smartphone revolution, even before, like, like nobody has flip phones except the real estate agents, right? The parents, the strongholds have two, the regular one and the red one. But there's, I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, to watch a film about high school students where they have nothing to do with their hands that has a screen attached. And at one point they <laughs> go to a computer. I don't know. It's like even lab doesn't That never even computers. occurred to me because all of the high school movies I watch are before the, <laughs> the, the, the smartphone. Yeah. <laughs> there's no reception yeah. up there on that uh, thing. That's true. Clouds, anyway. Probably there's on no, purpose. No reception. Oh, that's good. They play, yeah. uh, they do a, a test thing, which is save the citizen, yeah. uh, where you can be a hero or you can be a villain. And, and it ends up being that it's Will and our, uh, our, our troubled loner, uh, War and Peace against the bullies. Uh, and, uh, there's a fight scene and basically now that Will has powers and even though these guys don't like each other, um, you know, Will basically figures it out and he gets egged on a, a couple of points by War and Peace to do the right thing. And they, and they win and they, they save the citizen and make the jerks look bad. And it's like a, it's that moment of success, but also the idea that maybe these two guys can work together. Because like, you know, he has the choice. He could just save the citizen or he could save his arch enemy who is being suffocated because the fast guy <laughs> yeah, is running around absolutely. him so fast that he's taking all of the oxygen <laughs> away in a vortex. Right. And he chooses to he chooses to, to save his enemy and then is able to use his enemy to save the citizen. By throwing him. It all works out. Yep. <laughs> Using his mom's move. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, good point. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. So the plot ratchets up into gear a little bit because now we get the the moment where so Will now he's on the hero track he made all of his friends on the sidekick track and there's that question being pulled apart and like the popular kids now want to hang out with you and do you want to hang out and in this case Will is actually better than that because Will Will the way it's portrayed to me Will is Will is sort of like hoodwinked into this he doesn't have a moment where he believes that he's going to leave his friends behind it's more like uh you know Gwen shows up at his house um the, and and then invites basically invites a party over to his house <laughs> at one point and 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 Layla's heart is broken but it it really is more sort of like a plan on Gwen's part one of many plans that Gwen has uh than it is the the kind of like classic where he forgets where he's from I think it's more like he gets swept up in this and and he's a little more passive I don't he's know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing he forgets things like yeah. when he, he I mean, when Gwen That's is true. there, oh, everything else goes out of his head, like that he was going to meet yeah, Layla for, for Chinese food. I love the little touches of the teenage romance between the two of them, even though he doesn't know that she has a crush on him. But, the you know, mm -hmm. they're best friends, oh, but there's the bumping of shoulders, you know, and the... She's like, you hate Chinese food. And he says, but you don't. Yes. I, just, I literally awed at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> The Chinese restaurant scenes, I think, are some of the best in the film, too. Those little quiet moments, little set pieces, and just unexpected, you know, bits of empathy showing up between different people. And you're like, oh, this is kind of great. This is the best kind of thing about the... I mean, I like the rest of the film plenty, but it was surprising how well those fit 
as little vignettes outside the main flow of right. it too. Because Layla talks to Warren there, and then Warren talks <laughs> to Will there, and like, there's a whole. <laughs> and Warren's like, "Why are you getting me involved in this?" But all right, but, okay. <laughs> and they sort of serve to illustrate the fact that that Will is he's kind of like his dad. He's a bit of a, a simple fellow. Like he just doesn't quite get it. He's very yeah. easily led by the nose by a, a, a pretty girl, mm-hmm. and you know, like I. I give this movie a pass on on that because like this is it's a high school movie that is channeling high school movies from a time earlier even than this. And this is quite old now, too. I hate to admit, mm. um, but it does, you know, it does sort of I won't say suffer, but it does have the, uh, you know, the main character is a guy who is barely competent and surrounded by women who are quite competent like yep. same thing with his mom and dad it's she's true. the one that actually gets stuff done and like at this point i'm kind of over that and any new movie that tried to pull off the same balance i would i would not give a pass for but uh, this one this one i don't know it's and I'm molding it's, it's it into in. the 80s comedy kind of format yep. you're like oh i get yeah. what they're doing here i i want to talk exactly. about so mary elizabeth winstead is Gwen. She is the dreamy senior who somehow is very interested in Will, even though that doesn't make sense. And of course, that is actually a thing in the plot that it it, it doesn't make sense. She's doing this all because she's actually a de-aged supervillain who was <laughs> defeated by Will's parents, who has finally gone back to being through puberty for a second time and is ready to have her revenge with uh with her her sidekick who is who is her quote unquote dad Jim Rash from community as the as the as the sidekick there and i um and so what she's doing i it's very clever cuz i think it's playing into like one trope and then and then flipping it around and saying oh no it was actually all a plot and a scheme uh by a villain which i kind of like mm-hmm. uh, who when the mask is on speaks with patrick warburton's voice so you don't yes. know that it that yes. it's actually a teenage girl which is nice i i had one other note about mary elizabeth winstead though which is in hindsight so she's a kind of a quirky actress and i actually in hindsight casting her I see what they were doing to have her be the villain because she is kind of a little off kilter as a, as a, as an actress. And what they try to do is with her costumes and with the music they play and with the makeup on, on, you know, on Gwen, like they're trying to make her be this, you know, Dreamweaver kind of character. And the actress herself, she is a little bit weird. So like, I think it's really well done where your, her weirdness is just deferred and 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 you put just put it down a little bit until the moments where she kind of like goes full supervillain. I think it's actually a good bit of casting, but um I was appreciating it this time knowing uh that actress from other things and and appreciating that that uh she's they cast her to carry off the villain part, right? Not to carry off the mm-hmm. the dream <laughs> dreamy uh senior part and I think it works. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it works a little bit for both because she's definitely she's definitely cute and charismatic. But the thing that I like the best about her as a villain is that unlike a lot of villain plans in a lot of uh, media, her, she actually has a really good plan. And it was a really good plan to start with back when yes. she was, you know, fighting against his parents. I'm going to de-age all of these superheroes, make them babies, and I'm going to raise them all up to be supervillains to do my bidding. It's like, that's that's <laughs> a really good plan. Where did I hear that again a few years later in a, in a Pixar film? Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, um, I, Erica, I wanted to go back to one point you made too, which is that um, about this Lunky guy is, just so we don't skip over it, is in the party that, uh, that she uh, 
has that Gwen manages to pull off at his, or bring everybody to his house. I thought the the pivot point of the film and the great bit is when um, when she is so horrible to um, I've forgotten her name already. She's so horrible Layla. to Layla. Layla, thank you to his friend Layla, and then she. You know, and Will intersects with her and Will doesn't. Oh, OK, you know, you're beautiful. So I'm going to exactly. listen to you. And then later in the movie, he's no, going to figure it good. out. He immediately says, no, this is totally unacceptable. Get out. What you've done is wrong in yep. front of everybody in front of her. He dumps her. He breaks his date with the prom. And I'm like, I am trying to think of any other film where they wouldn't have stretched that out into another couple of awkward scenes. And it was so tight and perfect and made him seem like he had that much more integrity that he that he actually saw her mm -hmm. for who she was. Uh, when she exposed herself that way, that was always his superpower. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good person. Yeah, he never he never dumps uh, uh, Layla and then realizes that he's made a mistake and has to rethink it. He immediately reacts, and this that's Gwen pushing it too far. But yeah, in another movie, he would have been like, "Oh yeah, come on, you know," and have that like heel turn that he has to learn a lesson from. And it's like no, he immediately he's a good friend, and. And he realizes that Gwen is not, she, she is, uh, the, my line in, in my notes was in that scene, she shows that there's a very fine line between being a mean girl and being a super villain. <laughs> 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 Extremely fine. Um, mm -hmm. and he tells everybody to get out, dumps her, tells everybody to get out. And it, then his, his parents are come home and he's in trouble, but he's already told everybody to leave. So, so, uh, you know, he, he already, at least morally, he, he was in the, in the right there. Um, and he Let's said, Russell's line is like, well, he said he's uh, apologized. That's all right. Oh uh, yeah. Thanks dad. <laughs> come on. I mean, they did, they did Stand get up. there in time to hear him kicking everybody out. This so that's true. true. So, true. you know, he's got that on going for him at least. That's true. And that leads us to basically the third act of the movie, which is uh, he's not going to go to the homecoming, even though the, the, pa the parents are going to be honored at homecoming for superhero of the year or whatever. Um, and he says he won't. And then he has that moment down in the secret sanctum where he looks at the old yearbook and sees that Gwen is in it and that she's got the <laughs> gun that had been taken that, that he looks over <laughs> and is gone because because he, he was told by his dad, never let anybody else down here. And of course, he takes the pretty girl down there because that's mm -hmm. part of her plan is to get down there. And well, can I point out yes. a con continuity thing that's lovely, too, is I only noticed this on repeated viewings, as you probably all have as well. Uh, but I but I noticed it particularly when watching it, you know, and taking notes this time was the robot comes out. The robot has one eye. The eye is a big, pretty red thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So they've laid a trap for the commander to grab it. Right. Then he puts it in there. Then we get those inter we get those interstitch moments when we know that Royal Payne, we don't know who they are. She is exactly who he is yet. Excusing the male voice over um, is watching and we get some introductions to stitches, which I have questions about that character. And then, <laughs> and then it leads into uh, we see the if you're I mean, I think I would be hard to miss, I think, in the scene, but I'm not sure I noticed it fully the first time I was watching it in the foreground. You have them interacting in the background. There's the uh, the speedy guy the comes speed in guy, yeah. speed guy whatever his name is. <laughs> oh, okay, he comes and grabs it and it's gone and then you have Will making that connection but it seemed like a really nice set of breadcrumbs it wasn't super obvious initially and then it all kind of comes together um, anyway I just thought it was nice a nice touch and it pays dividends for repeated watching it's a good it's plan. part of a good villain plan yeah, yeah. no it's yeah. a really yeah, it's, it's a really good plan 
which leads to the yeah. moment where at the homecoming she uses the 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 gun to turn everybody into babies. <laughs> so many. Can babies. I also mention the fact that because it's the pacifier. Ed, yes. The, the one of the things that that I like, I almost need a bingo card for my for my high school movies. Is that like the party at somebody's house or the party at somebody's house that wasn't supposed to be a party yes. at somebody's house? Like you right. get that, and then you got to have a dance. Like it's mm-hmm. got to end at the dance. That's mm-hmm. just the way that these movies go, and it totally does. Yeah, and she's yeah. got the the bullies and the and the cheerleader clone person who who are working with her, and they close down all of the you know they lock everybody in so they can be turned into babies. The, the cheerleader clone character, as seen I, later in uh, Invincible. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, I just wanted to go back to the moment where she reveals herself as one of the awesome moments because she says, like, you know, tr- playing tribute to the greatest superhero this. Yes school has ever seen and of course Kurt Russell thinks it's him and and it's me (laughs) Me. I'm like yeah you go like it's a little hard not to root for royal pain in that moment she's got a great neon sign that folds out and everything great plan (laughs) yeah oh yeah she said this is what she's missed though is that the sidekicks and will are on the loose. Zach, who we haven't even mentioned yet, one of the sidekicks, his power is that he glows Uh, a little. Um, But they're crawling (laughs) through ducks at the school and uh, he helps light the way, which is very nice. Mm -hmm. And Will gets the the bus driver to bring him uh, up to the school. um, And this leads to a kind of a climactic battle between... Uh, the the uh, the jerks and the clone cheerleaders and uh, Warren and Layla and the other sidekicks while Will like begins to to go back to save the day and we get the kind of like the parallel story. Gwen gives her evil plan monologue that any supervillain has to do. She's talking to a baby. She says, "You don't even <laughs> understand this, but I got to tell you because she's a villain. She's got a monologue." Lovingly. Yeah. Um, and Layla tries not to fight with the cheerleader. She says, cause she's like, no, no, I don't want to use violence. And then finally she's like, okay, I've had the, I've had enough. And she wraps the cheerleader and all of her clones. And this in is my, plants. uh, goosebump moment in the film is every time I see that moment and I know it's coming now and the cheerleader is doing all this stuff and whatever. And then she slaps her and Layla says, that's, that's, <gasps> that's enough. It. And then, <laughs> then I'm she goes, not- <laughs> then she goes full poison Ivy though. It's like, <laughs> You know, she Except does that she thing. still does not fight. All she does right. is use the the, the, the vines her. to restrain a, her yeah. enemies. So she Good stays point. true to herself, which is great. Good point. And really, who did not want to tie up the cheerleaders and <laughs> like <laughs> leave them. them to fend for themselves? But then you get the great moral the moral moment too, where the cheerleaders are like, "Don't leave me to die," and you're like, "Oh, the stakes just went up even higher," right. which is a great because it turns out that they're going to blow sky high. Uh, well, not sky, sky high, high. Sky <laughs> sky <laughs> earth low, because earth they're going to they're going to blow it up, blow up the anti gravity. <laughs> How are they going to get there? Well, there is a pathway where we could send somebody through a through a duct to get there. But it's a very narrow duct. It would take a very small, like uh, our character who can shape change only into a guinea pig. <laughs> and so the guinea yes. pig, purple guinea pig, comes to the rescue in an adorable moment where, because when she's a guinea pig, she talks like this. And it's I hilarious. <laughs> okay, so the first time I saw this movie, I was staying with Jean at her house. She was like, have you ever seen Sky High? And I was like, no. And she's like, well, I don't want to spoil it, but it, a guinea pig plays a very key role. And I was like, how can I not watch this? 
guinea pig yeah, saves the day. Oh, it's so perfect. <laughs> I do, will say that there's the, uh, it's. It's number one on my list of top movies featuring a guinea pig, Mm -hmm. um, Sky High, because not just that the guinea pig saves the day. I mean, really, the guinea pig does save the day. Yeah. Um, But also, the the guinea pig realism is very high Mm. Um, up until the point the guinea pig is chewing the wires. And then it's like, um, no, it's not a a beaver. Not yeah. a beaver. I, I looked. I rewatched some of my own guinea pigs eating videos that I have, and I th- said, "Yeah, they never bare their teeth. <laughs> That's not Gene, how they work." Gene, I got to ask you something. I got to ask you what? something. It's very important. What's your number two guinea pig movie? <laughs> well, my number two guinea pig movie is Doctor Doolittle with oh. um, Eddie Murphy. Uh. Okay. Okay. I have, right. a, I have a list. I, this is marvelous. That's the future incomparable episode. I so, so while Bonus the um, while the guinea pig awesome. is is uh, crawling to, uh, to chew through the wires, which saves the day, um, Will is fighting with with uh, with Royal Pain, who is Gwen, and um, he gets kicked out a window. Alas, falling to his death. But guess what? Everybody, <laughs> in addition to inheriting his dead super strength, he also did inherit his mom's ability to fly. And so he comes back and flies. Um, Gasp! Yeah, what a what a shock! And uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, in the end, the the school drops. He he flies underneath <laughs> and tries to hold it up, and then the guinea pig bites through it. And uh, the people who were just bought the house sold by Will's parents are Tom and are, Kenny and are moving Tom Kenny in. and Jill Talley from SpongeBob. Yeah, yep. and, and, and they then the movers didn't break a thing, but the sky high is going to land on their house. But it just doesn't. In fact, Will ends up standing on their roof, holding sky high above his head, and says, "Whoa, that was a close one." Um. And and uh, Ron Wilson, bus driver, has saved the day because he is uh, he has kicked Jim Rash uh, out and uh, has the bus <laughs> with all the little babies in it. And so in the end, they uh, they're able to reverse the the pacifier and make all of the uh, babies back into adults. There's a line about the sidekicks where they call them what they really are heroes which is really uh great and uh and in another line that line reading that i think is amazing and also kind of adam west but i love it from kurt russell which is the whatever you're teaching them keep teaching them it (laughs) (laughs) that was the tickiest moment of the uh listen i got questions but i'll hold it till the f we're done but i got questions about something okay I mean that's and then and then uh, and then there's the line I went through puberty twice for this and that's it and she's take her that's away boys great. and that's the end it's sky mm-hmm. high yay yeah. so, when uh, what is your problem so here's my question every time I watch this film I'm like oh that character stitches there must be some reason and I go searching on the internet and I read try to read things I'm like why is his costume all gray tones like he's in black and white why is his name stitches why is he your sidekick and I realize there is no answer is he to like this a at clown all. or a scarecrow he or right? but he talks in a funny voice and he's like he's, he's a, a he's like a jester. He's just a, a fool. Just a jester. Exactly. But he's like, Daddy's little girl. <laughs> and you're like, what is this? So there is no answer. It's mm. just well, a, it's no. just a... he when she became a baby, he raised her. Right. Yeah. Right. But he was already her sidekick when yes. she was originally re- But the thing right. is, they so say specifically they say specifically in hero support class, Dave Foley tells us that your hero mm. gets to choose your color scheme. And she's oh. a super villain. So obviously she's going to choose the colors the color scheme of all blacks and, and grays and stuff. And his name is Stitches is because he is a jester and his 
you know, his motley is sewn together with, uh. you know, stitches of clothing. And he's wacky and weird because who else is going to be a sidekick to a supervillain but a wacky weird person? And then mm-hmm. he has to raise her. So she really is daddy's little girl. And yes, it's weird, but there are reasons mm-hmm. for all of it. And because she's royal. Yeah, royal pain has a gesture. Because she's royal, that's why she has a gesture. Yes. Oh, I was thinking of him as a, okay. Mm-hmm. All my questions have been answered. Also, he's called Mr. Grayson in the, uh, which I like as well. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I, I feel an obligation to complain about one thing. Hey, please. Which is that when Sky High starts to fall. Yes. We, we see everybody go to the floor. <laughs> which is not what would happen. <laughs> Uh, they would what are you going to do? They would, no, they would, they would float. float. I, they my my headcanon for this is that there was like, it's fake gravity that is holding mm-hmm. it up anyway, that something actually went wrong and just turned on super gravity for them and no gravity underneath. So and no gravity solved. for everything else. Oh, they turned okay. the gravity yeah, around or something. Dr. Yep. Drang, I thought you were going to bring up, I thought you were going to bring up this other issue, which is, uh, as we know from the boys TV series, if you take a giant object as a superhero and try to stop it, it breaks into pieces. And I thought that's what you were going to complain about. Oh, the school is built uh, to not do no, that. No, because Glenn. he doesn't really, he doesn't really <laughs> stop it. He just that's happens true. to be in the right place yeah, to make a pose. Yeah, he maybe slowed it down. He slow, I think he slowed it down to give the guinea pig enough time to chew through it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I, and, you know, the, the roof of the house would not, uh, would not support. <laughs> I think he's just touching it. But yeah. what is he pushing yeah. off against? What is the gravitational well, he's Newtonian flying. relationship? He's Why does he have power. to push? Yeah, he's a, he doesn't he have flies. to push. Fly power. <laughs> These questions and more. That's what it yeah. is. So, so, superhero I've had canon for all of this. My, my question for mm-hmm. this and every superhero movie, except for The Incredibles, is how come when there's a stretchy person, they're close stretched too? Yeah. Like, why? Well, they get special. Uh, stre- you get special stretchy yeah. clothes to do that. Otherwise... Okay. Yeah, yes. She-Hulk has, the has, solved that, has solved it. that for me because, yes, I just assume <laughs> that they have a, a special tailor who yeah. creates. And the, the Fantastic Four, they call it the material unstable molecules, but that's the idea is mm-hmm. that, like, because Mr. Fantastic also stretches, that he has he has a special material that stretches with him. And that's, yeah, it's probably like yeah. they have, you know, just uh, the locker room has a separate shelf for, you know, st- stretchy clothes. Yeah, flame, flame proof. <laughs> flame proof for your yep. worn pieces. Mm-hmm. Flame yeah, proof. flame proof. Well, they, your clothes turn invisible when you do. Yep. All sorts sure. of things. Mm-hmm. Is there a Sky Mall where they go buy all their special <laughs> their clothes? That's where they hang out okay, after school is, in Sky Mall. This is, yeah. what, this, this is yeah. what the Disney Plus series needs to feature. <laughs> Thank you. I believe that was a magazine on United Airlines. I try oh, yeah, not well, to remember uh, that. Oh, yeah. The shot, the stores at Sky Mall are really uh, subpar. We bought too much Drang, yeah. but it's, <laughs> it's where the kids hang out, okay? That's, so much like, sharper image in between, stuff. Yeah, in between the sharper image and, and some, uh, mag, some like thing about a, like a travel agent. Something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Uh, what else about this movie? It's it's just it's it's fun, right? It's just a fun. Yeah, it's very fun, and it, it, it in the sense for me, like I mean, you de- definitely the two genres. That, there's two; those are two genres that I really wasn't um, a regular viewer of. Uh, not superheroes, not teen movies. I mean, I was too old for teen movies, and too just never read comic books, but. I didn't need any of that to enjoy Sky High. It is that's why I say it's the perfect movie. It works for so many people on different levels, including kids. Um, yeah, and I, like there's 
Jason, you you talked about some of the like there's the one off lines and like it's it is such a cleverly written movie. One of the scenes that I like so much that has nothing to do with the plot at, at all is when Coach Boomer, Bruce Campbell, comes in and he's trying to convince uh, Kevin McDonald's Mr. Medulla to go out on a, a double date with him. Like, what if I tell you she's not just a twin? She's an evil twin. And he's like, well, OK. And then they go out and, and poor Coach Boomer is sitting on one side of the table and you've got Mr. Medulla both twins hanging off of him and you know grumpy grumpy Bruce Campbell is one of my favorite Bruce Campbell mm-hmm. so like it's just it's just a delightful little nugget where you didn't need that but oh boy did I want it there's a line early in the film that made me laugh and I wrote it down <clears throat> it's totally irrelevant to the plot but Layla says they're talking she show reaches out and an apple tree comes towards her and she makes an apple and hands it to him and she says a line about if life make you know gives you lemons and he says to her you know, uh, make apple juice because she gave him an apple and she says, I can't make lemons. I don't know what it is. It's just a cute little character yeah. trait. That's hilarious. <laughs> and I'm like, and I, my head is like, is this a Green Lantern thing? She can't make yellow colors. I'm like, no, no, no. This is a it's great. It's just because she's little... so sweet. Yeah. Oh. She's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Erica, you're like, Clarissa explains it all to you, to me. Wow. <laughs> Maybe that's my superpower. Erica gets all the no prizes uh, for this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll Amazing. Take I'm so satisfied after this to a greater extent than just talking about the film. Yeah, it's it's again, I think I would love to see. I mean, Disney this is a Disney property. It is surprising that they never ever did anything with it um because it feels like so ripe. I mean, now it's it's way too apparently at one point they were discussing doing a sequel where they were in college that was going to be called Save You. Um but <laughs> nah. they didn't. And so it's been too long now, but you the premise of a superhero high school like they got this sitting here. I, I I feel like you could do it. And I think the tone would be better if it was a Disney series mm-hmm. and not a Marvel series, right? Because you can have that level of like not taking it as seriously as something like, again, Ms. Marvel is not a bad uh, version of the Mar- Marvel version of this. But I feel like that they're missing an opportunity to do something that is uh, broad and silly and also in an era where people actually understand superheroes in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, the other, the other show that I was going to... And all these people are yeah. old... At- all these people are old enough that they're kids. They could have kids that are going to sky sure. high and you could have grandpa Kurt Russell, which would be great. You could have that, <laughs> that, you know, that nineties, uh, uh, sky high show. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> the, uh, the other show I was going to mention that is, that is a little like, so I mentioned the tick, um, uh, invincible is a little like this, but much yes. darker, much darker, yes. but it is, it, it's the, it's that, you know, different ways of playing with like the teen superhero tropes, but having a, uh, you know, a, a teen series, a teen, uh, whether it's a John Hughes movie or like a modern or, or like last decade CW kind of show. Uh, honestly, that's the odd thing, right? Is the CW went from being the teen drama network to the superhero show network. And yet they never really got those two together uh, of, of, and, and put <laughs> them in one. So like, I don't know, there's, it feels like there's fertile ground for something like this again but uh this is like a little gem i was thinking about it like sky high and megamind for me are both like these little superhero movie gems that were never anything else and they never made another thing of them again and yet with hindsight it's like that's actually really great a really great little superhero movie that nobody ever talks about (laughs) yeah i do I, i i i mean yes wouldn't you like to see more of these people yeah but i don't 
I think it would be ruined. I I just don't think that it could be done now. Um, Why? You know, now that we have Disney Disney Plus, I just think that we as an audience know too much about superheroes hmm. because of the whole Marvel decade plus experience. And I think you would have a hard time with writers being able to stay true to, or perhaps better yet, executives um, uh, at Disney, okay. allowing writers to stay true to this. I think they'd be forced into something that's maybe a bit more knowing and not as innocent and sweet as this movie is. Well, think about um, uh, Wednesday, which I think is a wonderful TV series. I'm rewatching it with my 15 year old because it uh, came out while I was traveling. So we agreed to watch it separately. Now we're rewatching it. And it's got a, there's a, there's a sensibility that's not totally different in Wednesday than Sky High. Even though Wednesday is much darker and there's lots of murder and so forth, there is something about it that has that same, like, slightly arch, slightly heightened reality. Uh, bit about it that's cartoony but not too cartoony that it seems unrealistic in the emotional moments i feel like it's possible but i will admit dr drang that you have made me think that it's a little less likely than i thought about five minutes ago so thanks for that but um but i do really believe <laughs> i do really believe that that there are writers that's and actors for. and directors out there who could do it who could do it really well and the question is just finding an executive and like production team that is not going to sway it from the you know the yeah. core that it needs because like i said everything in this really is just note perfect and it would be a difficult uh, request to try to balance all of that again like one of the things I didn't even think to mention was you know we talked about the soundtrack but also the score you get the you know the swelling superhero sounds like the 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 epic music which is I feel like again just not quite over the top but like right there like the music swells and maybe it swells just a little bit more than it actually needs to and it works <laughs> perfectly mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. yeah the music actually I was surprised I usually never recognize uh, composer names but it was uh, Michael Giacchino who mm -hmm. did the music for this, who went Shocker. on to do a whole bunch of <laughs> a whole bunch of different kinds of stuff. Yep. So future question on inconceivable, I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, scored the Incredibles too. Yeah, I I I see what Doctor Drang is saying. I actually think that the answer to the question, like, could you do Sky High today, is it would look more like Ms. Marvel. Or mm -hmm. the um, the Tom Holland Spider Man movies, right? Which are which do uh, their own John Hughes homages, right? That mm -hmm. that that's what a modern sort of you know after the Marvel uh, takeover of society <laughs> in the 2010s, <laughs> everything, yes, <laughs> what those things kind of look like. And, and I I like I want to believe that you could do something that was a little bit lighter like this. But I do wonder if Dr. Drang, you know, he may be right that we, we're all, none of us are as innocent about how we view like superhero tropes as we were in 2005. And that it goes from being kind of cute to being like, everybody knows too much about this now. So it would be, it would just be a very different thing. It would be like Ms. Marvel or, or one of those Spider-Man movies. And that's not necessarily bad, but it's not quite as innocent and fresh as, as sky high is. Aline, when did you watch this with Jean? I want to know how long ago it was. How innocent were you? It was not very. She wasn't that very. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I was married. Um, you know, so it was. I think Jean and I met in 2014. Okay, so so, so well after this movie came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so yeah, I I, I yeah. firmly believe that that there still is an audience for something that that hits on exactly these notes. I do. I think that it would actually get done. Again, probably not. But I think if they managed to do it, I think it would still find an audience yeah. just like every person who goes out and watches Sky High after this who has never seen it before and then comes right. back to thank us because we told them a smart thing. You're no welcome. one has ever said, when I make them watch this, that like, <laughs> uh, I didn't think it was that good. Nobody says no. that. Gene, so. it was a wonderful movie. Oh. Now please unstrap me from this chair. <laughs> Oh, Take no. the guinea pigs She's... off. Take them off. <laughs> I was try I was trying to remember if we had guinea pigs when we were watching we, it. Oh, we absolutely did. Cover it, cover I you. Mean, Wikipedia is never wrong. And it, it, at the end of the description of Sky High, it says, uh, in the years since its release, its reputation has improved considerably <laughs> to the point of being regarded by some as a cult film. Yeah, I think so. I think that's right. I think this is a movie that mm -hmm. that although it did okay actually when it came out, that in hindsight, especially as superheroes became more and more of a thing, I think yeah, I think that that if you find it, you're like, "Oh, this is this is good." And then you tell like what we're doing here, telling other people, "Sky High. It's good." And it's on Disney Plus. You can just go watch it. Yeah. Also, Kurt Russell's in it, yeah. so I mean that gives it like a bonus yeah. for being like a cult film because that's kind of what he does. Yeah, and he's doing, you know, it, it, he is doing. If anybody is doing the tick, he is right. He is doing the mm -hmm. "I'm strong," you know, kind of superhero thing. Uh, but that, it, it, and I'm sitcom dad <laughs> at the same time, which is that's, that's pretty yep. good. That's pretty good. I, I also think in, towards Erica's, you know, this actually had. I love, I love watching villain plans that are actually so well done that you're like, yeah, or if they're like. The world is really bad, and here's why. And you're like, yes, you're right. Now the answer isn't killing everybody, but you are correct. You're you're not making a false. You know, you're not a, a Thanos oh. or something making a ridiculous. Her plan's statement. downfall but, is but that I'll, she underestimates the sidekicks, right? Yeah, but yeah. It, but Which it's even like Kurt Russell Olympics. says. Yeah. Yeah, Kurt Russell says, you can't harm me. And she's like, I know, I'm just going to make you younger. Like, I'm not actually going to try to kill you because that might be impossible, but I will reverse your age. Like, oh, that's actually really brilliant. <laughs> oh, can I just throw in a uh, kudos to uh, Dave Foley and his crush on Jetstream, too? And how he, he, he's, the, yeah. the, just those little touches, tiny, tiny. She says, your him mother. a little smooch on the cheek mm -hmm. at the oh. end. Yeah. It's so cute. I like great. that. And also his excellent work in the um the, the sidekick costume change bit. He's a good yeah. guy. Oh, That's yeah. a great guy. <laughs> He's got amazing jazz hands. Yeah. No, that's it's perfectly cast that part. It's just the sort of like yeah. sad and trying too hard and it's Dave Foley. It's just so good. Oh man. It's good. All right. Well, Sky High people Disney Plus, go see it. Go watch it. Watch it again. Spread the word. Uh, Wikipedia tells me it's a cult film. <laughs> Get out there. Uh, let me thank my panelists for helping me spread the word about Sky High. Glenn Fleischman, thank you. I'd, I'd say you're welcome, but my green phone is ringing. It says I'm off to ruin another podcast. Celine oh. Sims, thank you. Still haven't got my powers, but it was nice to be uh, here. There's always hope. There's always hope. Or you could drive the bus. Also fine. Mm. G. McDonald, thank you. Uh, thanks. I would close with my favorite line, but you might find it offensive. Bite me. <laughs> <laughs> Erica Ensign, thank you. I, I, for the rest of my life, I'm just going to try to straddle the mean girl supervillain line. And Dr. Trang, thank you. <laughs> uh, my apologies to Erica for being a royal pain. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to everybody out there for listening to this episode of The Incomparable. We will see you next time. 
again. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>